Hey, you're listening to Charge Tech Podcast, episode 100! Whoa! What? I can't believe we made it this far. I'm not even going to finish the intro because I'm so excited. It's great. Frederick, how do you say 100 in Dutch? The 100 podcast. Hey, that sounds way cooler. <laughs> Next week, I think we should pop a bottle of champagne. <laughs> like, it feels like it's required we yes. should but, at 10 uh, in the morning the next yes. one would be the 40th that we do wow so that's that's the nice round number for it so next yeah. week listen for that but uh thank you for listening if you if you are still with us uh, like <laughs> Obviously. Is but we were just like doing like a throwback to like when we started and like it was like literally thus this time last year it was hot we kept doing short episodes in this tiny room because it kept getting too hot and we're like so what's up at tech this week like googling furiously in the back like <laughs> It's cool. I think we've come a long way. Yeah, we did. Yeah, it's fun. So thank you for hanging in there. We'll just talk about tech now and do some more reminiscing later. But <laughs> yeah, it's quite exciting. I literally like was typing in the name before. I was like, 100 episodes sounds like a lot. It does. It does. And Z- thank you, Zach, for editing them. <laughs> I only edited 40 of them. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like a lot. I edited 60 of them, so I, I can relate. I can't. Thank you, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I will say some something meditative does happen in the podcast editing, editing process that I did enjoy. I do enjoy it. Except for the crashy yeah. software thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, Except for all the malfunctions. I feel like this is like Adobe's number one feature. Like All of its apps all crash a lot. This right. is why I never update my Adobe apps. Great. So. so speaking of like updates of stories we've covered before, <laughs> I just like uh, just a quick one that's not really a full conversation. But um, Jamel Hill, I, I'm, I think I'm pronouncing her name right. Mm-hmm. It might be. I might be wrong. So I apologize. Uh, she's a journalist and she's amazing. And she's really funny on Twitter. Um She's launching an exclusive podcast on Ooh. Spotify where that Ooh, will be the only place that you can listen to it. I hope and Gimlet Media does not do this. I think it's really interesting that this is happening already. I really didn't mm. expect it to happen so quickly. And I think that while I'm excited for Spotify, I think this is bad for the podcast industry. Mm. Yeah. So I actually did a thing regarding to the same topic this week. I finally switched away from Apple Podcasts. Oh as my god! Yeah. Wow, you're making the change, Mojave. Po- no. <laughs> well, the thing awesome. is, though, like, should I now maybe jump to Spotify then? Hmm. Okay. So what did you use? Yeah. What- yeah. Castro. I, I went to Castro. I don't know what that is. It's is it? A- oh, is it iOS only? Maybe. Is that the? Is it the icon red? No, you can change the Oh, icon. no, yeah, Castro. The, the, I, I remember this is like an independent app. It's this one. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's like very beautiful. I've, I have nice. I used to use Pocket Cast, but mm. I, lo- I love the Spotify app now for podcasts. Mm. So I've yeah. switched 100% to that. I'm still oh, using so Pocket you 100% use Spotify now. I do. Wow. wow. Yeah, the thing is what I really like so far about Castro is that um, you can just queue things up. So new podcasts are coming in and you can just put them in a list and you just push play and then... Mm-hmm. It will just play in that. Um, so what does the Apple Podcast app not do that? It should, but there was this weird <laughs> thing that kept happening to me where it like gave a per, um, priority to ninety nine percent invisible always. So, <laughs> uh, I mean, I love that. I love that podcast. But the thing is, if I'm like halfway through a podcast and I like I stop listening and I want to re- resume later. I don't want to like search for that podcast again mm. because 99% of the visible is now queued up. And I, yep. I couldn't fix that. And mm-hmm. it made me, it drove me crazy. Wow. Mm. And I like dealt with it for like months. 
That's yeah. really what I do. That's my personality in a nutshell. And then I was like, fuck this shit. Like, I, I can't deal with it anymore. Uh, and also, wow, Apple Podcasts downloads like all the podcasts to your phone. All right. And they don't delete them. Yeah, so sometimes, well, like, you have to I, do it yourself. Yeah, at some point I'm like, fuck, my phone is full. And I'm like, I, I, I thought this wasn't a problem that I was having anymore. And then it turns out there is like a million gigs of like podcasts on there that I've already listened to and have no use for. Like, why is <laughs> that? Like, knows it's so that you don't fucking stupid. Yes. Yeah. There's like a really buried setting to get it to auto-delete played, oh. played podcasts, but it's, I don't know why it's hard to find. Yeah, why is that not like default? I don't know. Anyway, Spotify exclusives are really interesting, but I'm... I don't know. It's it's nice because you can potentially listen to them like on your computer and also on your phone. And I w- hope that they would like sync. You can because... do that with Pocket Casts. Okay, cool. Because they... that has been like a problem with most po- mm. podcast things. Like, yeah, I would love weird. it if I could just like listen to podcasts on my bike and then like walk mm-hmm. in my office and resume when I'm at my desk. Mm. That was my hope for the Google Home, uh, the Google Podcast. Yeah, thing. but that didn't do that. Well, no, it was like you can listen to it in a Google search. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then you're like, it worked, but you had to like take a worse experience. Yeah, well, that's the thing with Spotify right now, uh, and I think this is a temporary problem. But the experience for podcasts is extremely different depending on what platform you're on. So, like the Android app mm. versus the Mac OS desktop app versus the oh. web player, which I run on Chrome OS, yeah. Yeah. are all very different ways to like oh. find and interact with podcasts. Oh. And so, right now, the like phone app is my go to because it's got the best experience. Do you think they're trying stuff out or do you think they're just starting from somewhere? I think they're starting from somewhere. I think they've probably prioritized where they're seeing traffic. Because mm. the changes have happened so quickly. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I know. I went from like nothing showing up on my home screen. I think I mentioned a few times here and now it recommends them to me. So it did happen suddenly, at least for me. I do like that uh, it's really easy to share a podcast with a friend. Yeah, they actually because, have links. <laughs> yeah. And also, I mean, there's like, it happens quite often that a friend texts me and says like, oh, so like I kind of want to get into podcasts. I've heard a lot of people talking about podcasts, but I don't really understand it. And like, where do I find an app for it? Mm-hmm. And with this, I can just send someone that doesn't listen to podcasts ever a link to a program that they already use daily, probably. And then they can just listen to one and then decide if they like that or not. Mm. What I really like, I'm sorry, we're going to list our features that we like about different apps, but Pocket Casts, <laughs> the one thing that I kind of like, there's a few things I stuck with them for. The new design is not very good. I don't like it. But they have this feature where you can create a list of podcasts you like to share with somebody. Oh. Yeah. And so it's like, here's Owen's like curated list. And that's I cool. like that a lot. And that's why Pocket Casts, I think, for Spotify was like the best way to do it. Because they had ways to make links. The Apple Podcast one was like, are you on a like iPhone? Great. If not, you're fucked. Right. But they did add a web interface this week, which I is a big what? deal for the uh, Apple podcasts. Really? Like you can, on our page now, you can listen to it without opening an app. And I was really kind of confused mostly because Apple never makes websites for anything. Doesn't have a desktop app for podcasts. And now they wow. don't link to your website instead. Hmm. Huh. So you can listen to it, but they don't link to you anymore, which is kind of lame. But it's a good start, right? Like I think... The format has just been so hindered by all these companies just dragging their feet on everything. So you can, so Apple is actually aware and 
also like fighting back now in this podcast war. Yeah, I just because don't it think has that... been like be- becoming like so. I've seen a trend with podcasts where mm. now uh, people who usually make vlogs or like fashion content or stuff on YouTube are now starting to do podcasts as mm-hmm. well. The barrier is a lot lower. I think like the time involved is good, and I think it's a good connection with users. Like. I think the realization people are having is like video consumption is something that kind of requires active attention. Yeah. And podcasting is great. Like you can cook, you can go like, it's the one format that doesn't demand you look at it. Yeah. <laughs> like I like that. Yeah. It's good. I don't know. In the whole attention economy thing, I'm not mm-hmm. sure if I'm like, like, I mean, I love podcasts. Don't get me wrong. I listen to like 10 hours of them every week, but, um, <laughs> It's kind of insane to me, like I like three or four or even five people I follow on the Internet has like launched a new podcast in the last week. Wow, that's awesome. That's cool. I like that it's that easy, though, now as well. Before you had to know how to run a friggin RSS. Yeah. So (laughs) what they do is they they do it with video. Oh, and then also publish that online. That's cool. As a podcast. I like that. So they do the video thing and so i think they're just trying to, s- to find a new way to just get like ad money yeah oh my god can i tell you a weird podcast experience that happened to me this week i was like traveling and i was like getting on a plane put my headphones on put on the monocle podcast just like in pocket casts like normal and like podcast ads are usually hilarious because they are not targeted it's usually some american company whatever i have never had an ad targeted on a podcast until this moment. Oh, wow. In which an ad came on and it was like this. Are you a British citizen living in Old West of Amsterdam? No way. You have rights when Brexit happens. You should visit gov.uk, blah, blah, blah. Is this a joke? I was like, what the fuck? I'll play it to you. Like, I'll try and get the audio or something and put it. I was genuinely like creeped out. What? Uh, and it was like quite one of those like ones. Are that you was, like, a guy s- sitting on a chair with glasses on? Yeah. Do you poop? <laughs> I don't know, but like it was just so so. It was just like even if they threw me in a broad bucket still and nailed it by accident, it was just like such a disturbing because it's so direct. Because you're just having headphones, like an ad on a computer. I can kind of just like I look away. Right, right, right. But this was the weirdest, weirdest ex- experience I ever had, and I figured out that I think it's because. I download them automatically at night, uh, every night on my home Wi-Fi, oh. and they. I know that like Stitcher and a few other ad networks actually inject it based on like where they think you live, based on that. But yo, it was genuinely like I didn't even listen to the rest of the show. Like I was just like, that was weird. I'm changing that. Yeah, what happened to privacy? Well, it was just yeah. yeah. Oh, fuck. It was it was just like really disconcerting. So I like I am very excited about where we're going. I'm very sad about like the ad things that might happen. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I have, have you read there's some stuff out there about China's podcast industry and how different it is to um, the US? Apparently in China, no ads. Everybody just pays for the podcast they like. Wow, that's cool. So let's let's fix the fucking business model. Anyway, podcasts. Everybody loves to hate them. Yeah, it's funny because I I, I love that it's like kind of old tech. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but it's also. Yeah, I mean... It is, like, hilariously old. There's, like, OPML files. Like, I don't even know what the fuck that is, but it sounds old. Yeah. I don't know what that is. I think it's RSS format. Oh. 
Anyway, I, I, I'm not really, I'm excited. I'm not really excited for the ad thing because on the other one, on one hand, it would be probably, there would be way more content mm -hmm. and maybe even better content. That's what I am hopeful for. Smaller people, they can also make it mm -hmm. work. I don't know. Yeah. I, I think, but then again, those oh, hyper-targeted things are weird. Yeah. Sorry. Mm -hmm. No, no, you go ahead. I don't know how to feel about that. <laughs> I'll try and get the audio, like it's so weird. I, I think that the reason that ads are so bad is that they literally are bad. Like, yeah. If, yeah. if you remember back when we all watched cable, like when there was a commercial that was decent, like funny or entertaining mm. or something, yeah, that actually is much more successful. And you're like, I don't hate commercials. Yeah. That's why like some people tune into the Super Bowl just to watch the commercials. Because the bar is low otherwise. Right, yeah. yeah. Ads suck. And so the web is full of really bad ads. And I think one of the reasons the ads on podcasts aren't so bad because it's like usually it's done by the hosts. It's a little like they try to make it a little entertaining. They try to make it like funny. Yeah. If you listen to like any of the like uh, uh, crooked media yeah. podcasts, they're like trying to make them funny. Or it's like about a mattress, but it's like from the host. And so if we get to this place where it's like large ad companies injecting audio. Weird stuff, yeah. Yeah, it's like the quality bar goes down really, really far. Mm -hmm. It's and similar with YouTube actually, right? Exactly. It has been happening a lot that um, people who sell ads, um, sell like anti-LGBT ads, mm. specifically to have them placed before and after or during uh lgbt creators content yeah so i've like heard about like this trans guy that makes like really good content on youtube and he had like conversion camp ads are you serious before and after yeah culpable in this like that's insane yeah they're pushing them out as well like i, th I think this kind of blends into the next topic that we wanted mm -hmm. to talk about but like it's kind of weird like how the internet is biased towards specific minorities yeah and pushing them out, which is, oh, it's so heartbreaking because it's so against the grain of what the internet's supposed to be like. Mm -hmm. But maybe I'm naive. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's just that the internet had a lot more spaces for like weird shit before, and like it wasn't all these like beautiful, perfect platforms. Well, I don't think it was like there was room for weird shit. I, I think there was less policing. Yeah, and, that's like, what I mean. Like, that's the, what's happening right now. And a lot. nobody owned the platforms. Like the old days of the internet were people making websites that they ran. Right. They weren't putting it on some platform where some like uh, Caesar like kind of person, you know, like Zuck. I kind of like, want to do an episode where we dig deeper into what has happened with uh, Fosta Sesta after a year now. Yeah. Ooh. yeah. And maybe we can also dig deeper on what it means for the the, the, the thing that went through recently. What was it again? The, the privacy? No, it was like the European... The piracy thing? The copyright thing. The uh, copyright yeah. thing. Titles. Do not quote any articles. Our article <laughs> 13 and 11. We've got two yeah, years exactly. uh, to wind down this podcast before yeah. that law okay, <laughs> so, okay, so that's coming into effect over two years. But like, yeah. I'm really interested to, to like dig deeper into what Foster Sesta actually did mm -hmm. and what is happening right now. Because like, um, I think, do you want to introduce like the next topic? Yeah, so uh, in a blog post, uh, Facebook is um, expanding uh, their efforts, quote unquote, uh, on Instagram 
to uh, remove and uh, like sort of like repress uh, what they call borderline content. Oh. So it's content that's not quite violating their community guidelines, but is on the edge of. Yeah. And so it becomes a little bit more subjective, I think. Is this the stuff that's like designed to target like trolling like like the kind of stuff that you're like is it so yes and no but it, it actually becomes a tool for trolls right and so uh so the one Similar part of it foster sister, actually. yeah exactly the, the one part of it i think is good is like content that is violent um could be removed even if it doesn't violate the specific violence clauses yeah. in their community guidelines so that's i think that's the one positive here but there's a lot of negative that i think is more important of like um it's not just like your beach pics, but like it could be your th like thirsty content. Yeah, could be taken down. Yeah, or um, what they're doing is making it just not show up in uh, the explore tab. Oh, at it's all. like ghost. Yeah, it, yeah. So they're shadow banning pretty much. Um, but it's just like taking your content and making it so it's not discoverable unless someone's already following you. Yeah. Wow. Um, or uh. To some extent, a lot of sex workers are seeing that they um, they just can't post for two weeks. Yeah, I've seen that a lot actually. There, there is this uh, person, and they they are making like their idea of what porn is, and they have a interesting of interesting. They have a, a Instagram account for that, and like they do a good job, like not showing anything and right. just like teasing it basically. And they had like similar problems where they're constantly removed from all kinds of platforms wow. but now instagram is also like degrading them from exactly. the platform and maybe this well. is like a sideline a little bit into what happened with tiktok this week in india where it's been outright banned by the government right which is like another level because they're like oh there's too much like nudity for they children. said they Wait, literally who said was banned? who banned tiktok the entire app they sent a, a cease and desist to apple and google because the company refused to stop making tiktok working there so they so took they it out of the app stores. It. Yeah. And it's because of similar reasons that but the government But where did you do this? In the US? In India. Oh, in India. Oh, sorry. Most popular That's what market I for it. Yeah. Really? They they said uh, it was too, the content was too inappropriate. Yeah. And it's interesting wow. because like... India is a very prude country though. It is. I do want to say though, like one thing that worries me about all of this is like the companies are obviously covering their own asses to do this. Like they're just like, oh, look, we're making an effort. But then... If they don't do that, the governments start doing weird shit. Like in the UK, we've seen it as well. It's like, oh, Facebook isn't stepping in. So they use it as an excuse to like blanket the whole thing. And it worries right. me from both sides. Like, So, so uh, my sort of take here is that um, Facebook is doing this intentionally because they want to expand in China more. Oh. So I, I really think that's why they're doing it. If they can like quote-unquote sanitize instagram from content that they deem inappropriate yeah um they can grow in a market that they don't currently have a lot of market share and yeah. i that's my guess i think it's awful and i don't know maybe we do need to all move to snapchat yeah, yeah. i think they are at a huge risk in other countries as well like one thing that maybe we didn't even mention about talking about today is that like the uk announced this week that they're going to put in laws for uh, any of that kind of content that slips through the cracks, they could get their executives arrested in the country or like uh, face huge fines. Um, the UK is actually planning to set up a watchdog for this. Like, I think Facebook, if they are going for the China move with this, for example, actually is doing that because they see the other countries as the ship has sailed. Like, it's eventually they're going to get cracked down on. Interesting. Um, 
and I find it strange. Australia actually was the first one to put through one of those laws. Last week, Wednesday, they put a law that's bad and vague in through saying like, (laughs) this is the very Australian thing to do, by the way. They're just like, no hateful content on the internet. And everyone's like, great, what's hateful content? They're like, well, you know. You know, with hate. Hate, hate stuff. Well, this was the response (laughs) to Christchurch, right? Yes, exactly. And it's a noble effort that they kind of like got a lot of things out of the way for. But it seems like governments are rushing stuff through under the guise of that so that they can say that they're allowed to police it or like well it'll it'll expand later like the uk porn ban i don't really understand though like i get the like a lot of conservative movements want like all nudity removed from the internet but it's like they're just bodies and like people will continue to take nude photos right we all we all have got bodies and there's nothing wrong with it Yep. You know, like fundamentally, there's nothing wrong with it. And like, the internet has always fundamentally been about sharing them somehow. Yeah, so I don't know. As long as it's consensual, I I don't get yeah. I don't get it why this is happening other well, than I like can, conservative can, governments, it seems. I can imagine that Instagram is maybe not interested in like becoming sort of a porn hub yeah. kind of thing, which is fine because there's a lot of other content to kind of like balance that out with. So, but like I, I don't, I personally don't really understand why, because I, I can also imagine like a thirsty account could be very good for, um, active use. Okay, as well. so I, I can like t- share two pieces of insight. On, well, sorry, one piece of insight. I think a lot of um this is comes back to the back page changes and a few other things yeah. going on in the industry. So, so like Foster Sesta again. Yeah, and. Oh, yeah, sorry, Backpage is the company that was shut down because of Foster Sesta. Yeah, no, they chose to, right? Yes. Yeah. Or the other business. But, company. yeah, so um, one thing I think that changed fun- fundamentally behind the scenes a little bit was, like, if you are a platform underneath the company that's not doing something about it, you're also at risk. So, like, yeah. Stripe, for example, if Instagram wants to do payment commerce shit and Stripe finds it's in violation, if they, I don't know if they use stripe but for example they wouldn't be allowed to actually use the stripe payment network yeah so maybe oh so you and same think, with like hosting cloud hosting like amazon web services do you think this has to do them. with um uh, the recent push for shopping on instagram i think that there's a lot of stuff going on related to monetization yeah and i think especially when you start introducing payment networks like visa and mastercard are the most like i was gonna say dad companies but it's worse than that like that's why the marijuana industries in the United States are all, almost entirely cash-based. Mm-hmm. It's because you legally can't like, process payments for yes, them. Yes, because they have a list of things that you're doing. And if the, if those, if those the things that you do are on the illicit list that they have, they yeah. will just cut you off. Right. And again, these are like subjective. Like a lot of it doesn't come from laws. It's no, like, somebody makes it up. It's conservative companies. Yep. And I think maybe a lot of it comes from that. And it, it, it's kind of a really weird time. But you would think Instagram would also kind of have like the power to be like interesting visa, but you can go fuck yourself or go with someone else. Although maybe yeah. there is no one There else. is nobody else. Like if you look up the stack, there's like, Ma- like maybe... you, you end up talking about decentralized currencies yeah. very quickly. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which yeah. Facebook is developing. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Though, I don't know, I, I maybe we really need fucking ethical uh, payment service provider ASAP. 
Yeah, I, I don't even know what that would look like. You I don't know if like, it can even exist. Like, I, yeah. it's way too like. Yeah, it's like some cryptocurrency, but that doesn't the pirate use, bay, but for money. Yeah, but that doesn't use all the electricity and computing power. <laughs> yeah. Like, it doesn't need to be a coin involved. Right, right. Shit, man. <sighs> yeah. But the same thing has been happening on Twitter as well, I think. I've seen people yeah. complain about, like, so there is this Instagram account, or Instagram Twitter account that I really love, which is called Satan, and then Satan <gasps> with an eight. Oh, yeah. And they have been, like, tweeting about um, their struggles with Twitter a lot because really? they think their content is um, not good or, like, wow. hateful. Well, well, it's, like, a, a meme account, basically, and most of what he tweets or they tweet is um don't forget to sin this weekend or stuff like <laughs> that you know like, that's funny it's not even it's not even that but this is that borderline thing again right yeah. because it's somebody sitting in a chair who gets put it on their screen they've got a slideshow of 800 things they have to approve or deny that day yeah it's not even edgy or weird yeah. or whatever it's just oh, a good account this that this makes funny jokes this brings up what I was saying is how these tools are being used for harassment. Yes. Is like a group of people will report somebody. Brigading, yeah. Yeah, sure. Thanks. That's a great yeah. term. I didn't yeah. know if there was one. So uh, maybe there's a like a action group that hates the Satan account, like a, a religious action group yeah. or like a mom action group. I don't know. Yeah. And they'll all get together. They'll post on like their private Facebook group to like block this account at the same time or report it at the same time. And if it gets enough, it gets taken down or the account gets frozen before it's even reviewed by one of these companies. Yeah. And so a lot of sex workers on Instagram are seeing this where they'll have a post that maybe isn't violating any guidelines, but they'll get bulk reported yeah. and their account gets locked automatically for two weeks. Wow. Yeah. It's it's and their business their business is like maybe their business is like private messaging. Yeah. You know, they might sell like DM access yeah, sure. and they just are locked out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So actually, I also recently uh, saw a story about a woman who's a sex worker, and she got even denied her access to her Google Drive, which oh, yeah. contained all serious? her writing. She's writing a book or something. What she got? Did Google do this? I think so. Wow, that's yeah. kind of foster sister. I think they'd have to if they got reported. Yeah. Wow, that's, that's the, so yeah, shitty. That's the the thing with all of this is I was thinking about it when you were talking about it. I think a lot of it is like. On a human scale, I don't think we've ever had anything where, a, like, a platform like Facebook, for example, has, like, one moderator for every, like, million users. And, like, service at a company of any other kind would usually scale with the amount of people using X company. So, like, an airline will have 10,000 employees and have 100,000 customers. But, like, social networks don't scale like that. Well, they haven't historically. So, like, right. getting help at Twitter is, like, yeah, good luck with that. Nobody's going to... Like, it's just a platform. Yeah, like, and Instagram is notorious for not, never, ever going to get anyone. No. I mean, they, their whole Maybe business model is... Maybe if you know someone at Instagram, but, but even that's the then, nepotism of it all yeah. as well. It's like... I mean, actually, in this vein, I saw a story this week that Twitter announced last year that uh, they were not doing verification anymore because it was a problem with the program. Like, it kind of instills trust in, like, the like at random. I'm right. verified. I could be full of shit. They ne never checked my actual tweets. Right. Um, they actually just secretly ran it anyway if you knew somebody at the company. It was just that they weren't granting it via official channels anymore. Really? You know, like, it's always been this way a little bit. And the thing that sucks is, like... These companies do double talk about it all the time. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't know how to fix. It. I think just the internet needs like rebooting. <laughs> like, yeah, the planet needs rebooting. 
a lot of it a lot of it comes down to like the way the internet centralized everything we trust platforms to maintain our data blindly uh and then the rules change and regulations change and these companies have to comply in some way um even if they don't agree with it whereas in the old days if you hosted a website in your house like the police had to come and remove the computer uh yeah to to take it offline and i think that's a really interesting shift yeah so actually the whole thing uh made me realize that storing things in the cloud is really a bad idea actually it's fine to store it in the cloud but it shouldn't be the only place you store it yeah right that's how i do it right now yeah. but then again like i don't know i just really kind of hate the idea of there being someone else on the other side of the world just deciding if i get access to my own shit yeah right you could encrypt it before you put it in the yep. cloud and that way they at least couldn't scan it and see what yes. it was right but, but then again they could still lock you out based on content you post on yep. instagram yeah that's the that's the scary thing. I think um, fun. If you have opinions about us, us oh, also us. But if you have <laughs> opinions about that, like email us about it. Like we're not experts in this, and I'd love to talk with somebody on the show. If you know somebody who's like affected, yeah. Like maybe we'll have a guest one day. That would be um, cool. But so please reach out. Like we're happy to do it anonymously. Um, and I hate to pivot into the foldable phone thing, but can we talk about it just for like a minute? Ooh, can, oh, one more thing oh, yes. that I missed when we were talking about podcasts. Oh. And I think this is relevant and it, it, it's hardware, so we can then transition. Okay. Is Google just like launched a Google Home for the car? I know. Oh, I saw that. It's kind of yeah. cute. I, that goes in the cigarette. The 12-volt uh, port, apparently. Lighter. Yeah. yeah. I think this is genius. It's so smart. You know, it kind of, to me, didn't look like a product made by Google. No, it's a third-party product. Is it third-party? Yeah, it's from um, Anchor. Anyway, genius. Uh, I'm surprised it didn't have a USB-C port. So did you know... It has know, two USB... Yeah. Did you know that um, Amazon makes Alexa for a car? I didn't know that either. Yeah, I only found it out after I Googled for the Google Home thing for the car today. And I was like... It's called Alexa Go. Thing is, though, like, I think me and Sec are on the same page for this. Like, we're not fans of Google Home stuff. In a car, though? But though, in a car, it, like, makes so much sense. And also, a car talking out loud to the car is something they've been trying to do for years, and the the one is always junk. I I mean, I I don't own a car. Me neither, Uh, and I don't plan on owning one ever, but... Yeah. But when I've driven in a car, it's the only time I've ever used Siri. Yeah. Like... (laughs) And when I had an iPhone and a, was in a car. It's such a genius surface for Google as well. Like, Yeah, it's really smart. I mean, Play me this video. Uh, well, play me this podcast. Play me music. Like, they, It's such a good diving board. I was at Google I.O. a couple of years ago and went to like a session about designing for their... Uh, I, I can't remember Power what they... Play, not yeah, Power Play, Android it, Auto. Oh, and that's it. Android Auto. And so they care about this. Um, and so does Apple. Uh, but this is genius. Yeah, I thought it was cool. And now let's pivot into foldable phones. Okay. Uh, just because I cannot which are anymore. not genius no <laughs> not under the hood um, so Samsung officially did the press debut of the Galaxy Fold this week yeah. something we talked about a little bit before it's that phone I love that she's like yawning already Sorry. don't edit that I'm leaving that in yeah. so the, the Galaxy Fold was the first foldable phone right and we were kind of like why is this happening i don't really understand whatever anyway so everyone loved westworld yeah exactly (laughs) it's it's literally like the timing of that but anyway so they released it to the press everybody got one finally and all these like reviews came online Uh, you know like the press just like bangs it out they're like we touched one it's good you know what i mean like 
Uh, oh, so, this reminds me of like the classic AliExpress um, uh, thing yeah. review where they're like, it's great quality. I haven't used it yet. And, uh, yeah, it's like they have a photo of it in the box still, and you're like, <laughs> right, okay. So, but it, it felt like that. And then like a day later, which is yesterday, uh, April 17th, in case yesterday is a week from now, that like this first story came out that like I broke the Galaxy Fold already. I was like, oh shit. And it's like this photo, a uh, GIF going around, and it's like one side of the screen is just like, like flickering. Flashing. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's not good, but it's like kind of funny, right? Like, oh, cute. And then like seven more journalists had the same problem. Yeah, uh, it's there's a, a layer of uh, the display that some people can peel off, and they yeah. thought it was like a screen protector it's that like came with it, ugh. but it's actually like a layer of the display that people have just accidentally peeled off because they oh thought there's God. no glass, like. And so, well, the crazy thing is there were different ways it manifested itself. Like some of them had it just like bubbling up anyway. And then they like went to grab it because of that. Yeah. But if you peel it off, it actually like shatters the display underneath. Well, and one said bulging and I couldn't tell if that was the main yeah. plastic layer bulging or the battery expanding. Yeah. Which oh, no. is a classic Samsung it, yeah. move with battery like, problems. How have they pivoted wow. from exploding phones to just like ones that break like shattering screens? I, I think you said it really well in your newsletter of like, um, they really needed to build consumer confidence yeah. that this would be fine. And they knew it going in by being like, it has hundreds of thousands of folds oh, yeah. in it. Um, so they sort of knew that what they needed to do and they just didn't uh, do it well. I think they rushed it. I, I think they wanted to be first to market. Yeah, and I, I get I get that. Like they were in, I would argue, a, a good position this time around. Like Samsung is never first to that kind of stuff. Well, like they try to be, but... They always show up the same year as Apple, usually. This is like, they're years ahead of anybody else. But and then like, what a fucking dramatic fail. Yo, but it feels just like one big gimmick, no? It is. It's a way to sell you. Uh, it's. I also mentioned it this morning, I think, in the newsletter. It's like 3D TVs. Like, yeah, it's like fashion for phones. TVs got really good, yeah. And like TV, the bezels got really small and everyone's like, oh, these look good now. And stop buying them. Yeah. And then yeah. 3D TV came, curved TVs came. And now this is, I think this is the 3D TV of phones. Yeah, it's just to stimulate sales. I, I mean, they look cool. I will give you that. And they, Do you really think so? I don't think they look. I, I mean, like, I don't think that they look garish, but I think like the, oh, the thing like folds, cool. I don't need well, it. I mean, I, with some fantasy, it could like be cool, but like. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't really have a use for it. I just want to like see my Twitter timeline, my Instagram feed. Cessa. Like, to, what do I... Uh, I maintain that it's your, better placed in a tablet to laptop format. To your point of you don't have a use for it is the software is not there. Yeah. yeah. I true. think it's going to be two years of these being on market until every, you know, major app has a use case for every it. Every app needs an update. Yeah. And, and it's hard enough to get platforms to, like, update their iOS, Android, and iPad app to have new features when these platforms change yeah like you know and i just don't trust that any of these companies have it in them to keep this going for long enough like i think everybody in the industry like even the big companies like netflix will just wait it out which means it'll eventually die because samsung doesn't have three years to burn making foldable phones hoping someone will buy them like plus they're also two thousand dollars and breaking on the first day just to be clear yeah but so are the macbooks but Zach, you are. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Zach, you're a glass Oops. professional. So Corning, I think, is actually like Samsung made a bad decision to skip adding Gorilla Glass because it's not you cannot bend glass yet. 
Yeah, so uh, Corning is trying to make a, a sure. bendable grilled glass, but glass on a chemical level doesn't bend. It doesn't yeah. like that. It breaks. Um, it has to be like point, I think it was point. Point zero five millimeters. Yeah, yeah, something really thin and then it bends, but then it loses all of the value of yeah. it not breaking when you drop it. Yeah, so, yeah. So. And it's, I think, what would kill this immediately is like people want phones that just don't break. Like, or, like, I don't think people will switch to something new just because of the folding when they would break 10 times easier. But also, like, there are so many components in there that are, like, prone to yeah. breaking. Well, that's the thing. There's, like, seven layers in a fucking screen that all now need to bend. Like, I, I, I think it also just misses the fundamental thing people want out of a phone. Oh, better. I want, I want it to last longer, and I want it to be a little smaller or mm -hmm. lighter it doesn't need to be small I, like some people want a bigger phone but those phones can't weigh a ton yeah you know have you ever tried to hold like a xs max oh my god iphone absolutely they're heavy because yeah it's, it's literally glass on both sides and metal on the inside it's heavier phone <laughs> um very so weird sandwich <laughs> yeah <laughs> what i'd love to see from samsung on this is like uh, well canceling it but um uh I'd love to see if they would come out and tell you what it costs to fix your screen. Oh. Because if an iPhone costs, the iPhone 10 is like it's, hundreds of dollars. It's 200 and something to yeah. fix it. And you have to buy both sides or whatever. This thing must be like $1,000 if it's 2000 to buy it. I mean, I, 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 Ugh. wow. Yeah, I would be surprised uh, either way. Like they should do it for free, but they're probably not going to. No. So it's probably <laughs> going to be really expensive. Yeah. I really wonder what their strategy is at this point, because like I, I don't I don't believe that they have like launched this phone and gave it to like people without knowing that they are like fragile devices. That's what I wondered, too. But maybe like, can you actually already buy it or is it just end of this month, 28th of April? Okay. I don't think it's going to get pushed. That's back. not going to, yeah, that's, gonna, so that's not going to happen. This morning they said they're not going to change it, but this this is like the Galaxy Note all over again. They were like, no, it's fine. Everything's great. They're not exploding. And now, still, years later, airlines are like, does anybody have a Galaxy Note? Because if it explodes, we have a bag for that. Yeah, we have a bag of sand to put it in. Samsung bag. <laughs> um, by the way, I found out something interesting on uh, a plane ride I was on yesterday. Apparently, they had to change airline regulation in the last year because so many phones explode on planes now that um, if you drop your phone, you'll notice they say this now. If you drop your phone, you're not allowed to look for it yourself anymore. Yeah, because, that's right. Um, I read a story while I was on this flight about actually people keep dropping iPads and then have to put their seat up really quickly. Oh. And the iPads just completely distort and um, catch fire. The battery, yeah. And um, wow. the airline staff have to deal with it. And so, like, they have all these bad, they have like different baggies for like different sizes of. I was like, oh my God, this is the kind of thing you don't want to deal with in the plane. No. It feels a little dystopian, too. It's like. Uh, we filled this plane with toxic gas by accident because you jammed a tablet in the yeah, seat. Yeah, but it's also like the seats are so. Cap all, like it's all capitalism. Bad. It's yeah, all like bad. Maybe if the seat was bigger, I wouldn't drop it down the gap. No, Yo, talking about airline seats, did you see that? Mm hmm. The standing seats. Yeah. New, well, it's like the yeah. half-sitting seats. Uh, I'll put a link to the show notes. Like, that was ridiculous. Yeah, it's basically... It's a little it's, stool. It's like if they reduced the size of your seat by half. Yeah. And then made it shape like, maybe like one of, like a toddler kind of chair. The kind of thing where your mom feeds you, like, 
Yeah. Like, yeah, it was it's so weird. Exactly. And um, I mean, I can see a thing like that on flights that are short, but we don't want short flights. Trains. We yeah. want trains. Take a train. <laughs> oh, shit. Anyway, I love so it. So it's like a shit solution. Sorry for like this Damn, tangent, but hey. No, um, I like I like it's, it. It's uh, catch a train. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, one last thing about phones, not foldables. I don't want to talk about it again. We've got two more foldables. Oh, we end up talking we are about. absolutely going to talk about yeah, it again. Yeah, for sure. Um, let's revisit though. Uh, Apple versus Qualcomm. We talked about this. Before. Oh, I forgot about this. It kind of like just like ended this week. Like, it's sort of like they play okay, chicken. Okay, tell me about it. Like, I have no clue what you're talking about. Okay, Thanks. so at a high level, like, it's been going on for two years. Apple sued Qualcomm, like, in 2017 for $11 billion or some insane amount of money because they insisted that they shouldn't have to pay Qualcomm these, like, royalties for, like, their shit. So Qual Qual the way Qualcomm works is, like, you buy their modems, but they also make you pay to license all their shit that comes with it, like, because they own all these broad patents and stuff. Right, and so they argued they shouldn't have to pay for all that. Well, but you just bought the Qualcomm shit. Then, okay. anyway, well, I thought Qualcomm sued Apple. No, they sued them back. Oh, okay. Well, okay. So I think it might have been the other way around, but either way, it was They're a dual both way su suing each other. Yeah, and so it essentially ended this week. And so the reason that um, Apple was upset is Qualcomm basically they owed them. It was like a billion a quarter they're supposed to pay to Qualcomm for like licensing and patents and whatever, but Apple accused them of like basically making them double dip. Like they buy the modem and then they have to buy all this licensing shit. Um, gotcha. And then Qualcomm was like, well, we invented this. You have to pay for it. Like these are our inventions and they're covered by these patents and you have to pay to use them. Anyway, it all ended. It, it got out of control. Like what you might not have known is like the iPhone almost got banned in, from being imported in the EU for a while. The iPhone actually got banned in the US and then overturned and then not, not, like it went around and around and around. And they were like yelling at each other in public basically. Yeah, and and Apple switched the latest iPhones to Intel uh, modems. modem, like significantly. To try and move away from Qualcomm entirely. Wow. But yes. so they haven't been working so well. Yeah, like the signal quality is like half of what they say it will be and like, there was a year where they had both. It was like if you bought an iPhone 10, I think it was, you might get a Qualcomm one or yeah. you might get an Intel one. And it was like if you got the Intel one, it was worse. And it's like because it's weird because you can't really tell until you're like in a low signal area and it's weird. You can never get a signal anymore. <laughs> um, but it's so a little bit more context. There's no other choices, right? Like in that industry, there's all these small players, of course, but there's like Qualcomm and Intel. And nobody that can produce it the size. Yes, Apple and needs. Intel kind of came out of nowhere as well. Like Apple switching to Intel was like they won a, the biggest contract in the world after not really ever doing anything like that. Well, and from what we understand on the back end, Apple's been trying to build their own internally yeah, for, years. for years, and it will still be more years until anything can be produced at scale. From I them. can't think of anything that's more expensive and terrible to research and develop for very little monetary gain, like. Qualcomm spends billions and billions and billions of dollars to scrape a few bucks off the back of each iPhone, right? Like, which is profitable, but it's a huge hole in the ground. Like, Apple is the only company that can really do that. Now, um, so it looked like they went to trial this week. Like, it was, too, you know, like in America, they're like, oh, you know, like Apple versus Samsung. And then like nothing happens. And then two years later, they're like, it's finally beginning. I'm always like, what? Yeah, uh, yeah, anyway, yeah. so it finally happened. It, it becomes like a big headliner and then yeah. nothing. And so they went through the first day, they were like dismissing all the jury and doing all that stuff. And then they were like, great, we're set for the trial tomorrow. 
And then the fucking minute that the trial is supposed to start, Apple and Qualcomm post this like statement on their website. They're like, we settled. And everyone's like, are you fucking kidding me? Both lawsuits have been dismissed. Um, uh, Apple gave Qualcomm a bunch of money. They're paying them for all the shit they didn't pay. And agreed to switch back to them for their phones. And (laughs) Intel shuttered their whole modem division same day one hour later until it's like we're not we're not in the modem business we are stopping wow um <laughs> so but i think there's a lot more going on behind the scenes here so first of all i a think bunch apple, of angry men probably yeah well i was gonna say i think apple made a calculated bet that it could like choke hold qualcomm into you know like apple was the biggest supplier in the world great time to like cut some costs uh I think they fucking miscalculated that Qualcomm would hold the gun back. Uh, and then Intel, I mean, this has been a known fucking mess for years. And I think in all of this, Apple was like, okay, we'll hold the gun to Qualcomm's head because we've got our own modems internally. I think they thought it was further along than it was. They did the switch to Intel. Oh shit, it's fucked. And then it started emerging like last year that 5G at Intel was like three years away. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which is Qualcomm's launching it this year. Um, and so the iPhone would have been in this like weird uh, land in which they couldn't bring the fast mobile networks for a long time. Which would be a reason for a lot of people to switch. Yeah. Especially if you're like provably able to launch 5G in a bunch of cities and it's yeah. good. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it will be good for battery life in particular in big cities. It's, yeah. And Samsung and HTC and Google everybody. and everybody else would be happy to pay Qualcomm what yeah. they want for they don't 5G. Care. Yeah, not gonna fight with Qualcomm. It's the dumbest shit I've heard. And so I think like Apple just like made a huge miscalculation. Um, and it was looking bad for Qualcomm a few times there. Like it was like, oh fuck, they might run out of money. <laughs> I, I think it was a game of chicken. Yeah, and Apple lost, but you know, and now they they could have like, won. I think they oh, they were yeah. hoping to win. But now I think. But what's really interesting is like they have to work together and like I know business is business, whatever. Like I'm sure it's just like, okay, that was fun. <laughs> like a little bit. But also like they signed this for six years, which tells me they still expect to do the modem thing. Qualcomm knows it. And it's like in their interest to basically sabotage that. Mm, interesting. It could also be that they just want the six year thing. So yeah. um they have to renegotiate then. Yeah, that's also true. It's yeah. it's because a lot of shit happens in six years. Yeah, I wanted to like even like, just maybe there's even like gonna be a new kind of like, well, that's, technology. That's exactly it. Yeah. It's like you wouldn't want to commit to that forever. Like maybe there's a startup that like yeah. comes with something crazy in that time. Like or in the time it takes to Apple to build five G internally, yeah. Qualcomm will have developed six G or whatever. So if you think, yeah, that's the thing. If you think about <laughs> it's true. It's true. If you think about like how long it takes to build any product, the thing about this that I found interesting is like this doesn't preclude Apple launching an Apple modem next year. And the way that they've historically done this is like sneakily hiding it in the next gen iPad right. without telling anybody exactly. to see if it works okay. Like that came out a couple of times. I think Intel was the one that they did that. It was like, oh. And Apple Sim as well was the other one. Oh, like the eSIM, yeah, yeah. That never really happened, did it? Well, I mean, there's an Apple Sim in my iPad. Or is it like a thing that's more of a it's US focus? E- well, yes, it is. But there's also the eSIM thing happened at a similar time. But I remember that like, people popped open their iPad on launch day. They're like, what's this? Apple SIM card. <laughs> like, oh, okay. yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Uh, and then it kind of went nowhere. Yeah. yeah, we also have Apple credit cards now. So uh, fuck no. <laughs> I 
Can't wait to get my Apple branded content in my face with my Apple's slaw and my Apple. Okay. Um, <laughs> they also have a patent for a round pizza box. So. Oh, they do that computer box, right? That was no. cool. It's for pizza, not computers. They had a computer that came in a pizza-sized box, though, right? I don't know. But they, it, I think it was a patent for their actual like Apple for Ma Ma cafe. Oh, Max my Cafe. Oh, Max Cafe. Yeah. Look, I know this is like a very in the weeds topic, but it is kind of like one of those like weird things that's happening behind the industry. Yeah. <laughs> like around and like actually affects a lot of people. Like this little back and forth could have slowed down 5G by like years. Yeah. Oh, uh, the, oh go ahead. Lame. Lame. The other thing I was reading is a lot of uh, Intel engineers are going to Apple. Oh yeah, to work on Apple's. So I version. do. Wow. I have to be careful about how I word this, but I remember when Apple announced that they were switching to Intel. Weeks before that, uh, a friend of mine was DMing me, and he was like, "I have a friend on the Intel team. They're trying to shutter the team right now." Uh, but they, the management is trying to like push through a deal uh, and he didn't know what the deal was. And I was like, and then it came out, I was like, oh shit. And I think Intel knew it was bad and they thought they could save it by signing the deal. Like, oh yeah, well like, well let's keep doing this. Like, maybe, and, and I think they like got themselves in a situation where they just couldn't. And like Apple, it's just weird. Like it's so rare for them to stumble like that. Yeah. It's also not a good sign for Intel because... Uh, if I'm not mistaken, Apple's trying to do all their own chips. Yep. Well, if they're making modems, processors, baseband's, which would come with the mode, like that's an insane amount of. That's a whole stack. Yeah. I can't help, but every time someone says IBM, I hear their. IBM, you mean Intel? The dun, uh, dun, dun, dun. Yeah. So my favorite <laughs> Intel thing that happened over the years is the last time I've heard that noise, other than just now when I did it is they shipped this like sample device to an office. I think it was like a Raspberry Pi or something. And the box, when you opened it, it fucking played it out of a speaker. It was like, it was if you, every time you open it, it was like, dun, 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 and I was like. You've actually Jeez. talked I, about that on the podcast before because yeah. we edited the sound into an episode. Oh, yeah, yes, you did. did. <laughs> I just like, it made me so happy. Do they still have that noise? I don't know where they would like play it they yeah. used to do so much advertising though do you remember like oh, it used to be it. on the end of ads there were so much ads um all those little stickers and like all sorts of stuff but it, i mean yeah yeah every laptop came with like stickers like what like they i still know. do <laughs> before i left the bay area there were qualcomm ads in the some of the art stations but what is the reason that they would want to do ads like that yeah exactly i don't get that about intel either yeah so intel was always like it's it not that my ego. mom is gonna be like oh fun I know. Yeah. I Intel was or... ego for sure. Like that company wanted to be, it's always wanted to be more than just chips. Like they made all that weird shit, sunglasses, like fucking watches. Like they were so about like, we can be a brand people care about. Was the hypothetical that you walk into Best Buy buying your first laptop and be like, I want the one with Intel in it. Well, Intel it, inside. So yeah. it's easy. I will say, yeah, that's quite funny. But I will say it's easy to forget there was a time where that was a thing. Like AMD and Intel were like, fucking going at it for a while like they would have all those big stickers on things like and you could get the athlon 64 or like whatever it was and you actually had to actively choose to not have an intel and it was like kind of cool oh wow do you not remember that i just remember there's like the gaming industry was like graphics cards 
and with the crazy packaging and ads. And that's then, still going on. I was going to say nothing changed. Yeah, nothing. yeah, the aesthetic of gaming things it's is amazing. Nuts. It's like three D Gara shit. Like they're still well into it. I fucking hate it. It's so bad. It's yeah. so. It's also weird. Like it makes me angry. Actually, it's a, it's <laughs> no, a weird form of weird form of gatekeeping yeah, as yeah, well. Sure. Absolutely. Whereas like hyper masculine, fucked up, like laser, well, kind of like I will say yeah. that shit, man. Like, it's a refreshing fucking time capsule from a time before like design was like just like make everything white and like empty. Yeah, but like, <laughs> come on. Like, like my motherboard for my computer has fucking LEDs. I can't turn off. Wait, yeah. But just speaking of throwback designs the original apple podcast app had the like reel-to-reel tape deck that would play what? Oh, no, as your podcast right. progressed that, i hate that so much when we were talking about it that's what i was thinking about is the Fuck. old tape deck it was skeuomorphic like the peak skeuomorphic apple yeah, 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 and it was yeah, so yeah. fun it was fun, but it's also I'm kind of happy that we're not doing shit like that anymore. But fuck, man, like gamer aesthetics are so fucking bad. We like there should be a company that just makes good shit without all the fucking LEDs. Allow me it. to show you this beautiful tool that uh, my motherboard comes with. Wow, this is uh, this we're is, looking at I'm like in OC mode right now. We're looking at some Should, kind I'll of dashboard. I'll make a screenshot of this. This is a, oh, boost mode. Oh, Jesus. Wow. If this screws up the recording, I, no, I will literally. We're in overclock <laughs> mode already. Don't worry, Zach. Uh, this thing is insane, but I can, I'm going to put the sh- screenshots in the show notes because like, I think people don't realize how this is. This is so like 2004. <laughs> anyway, so like, but you're right. I think it is gatekeeping at its core and like, yeah, the motherboard websites are always these insane, like. I don't even know how to describe them. Always racing cars. Yeah. And like racing cars, neon, like weird angles, like, like shit, like just. F- yo, I just want to do some chrome, all right? Like, just like that's all I'm here for. Some serious web browsing. Oh, and uh, what's the material again? Those kind of like black. Um, oh, carbon fiber. Yeah. Uh, my motherboard came with this thing that was that like ground. you can 3D print carbon fiber parts to put on it, and I was like, fuck off. Like, who wants Include that? them in the box. <laughs> like, come on. Okay, let's let's wrap it up here. I think this we lost it. a great 100th episode yeah. of Charge Tech Podcast. Thank you for sticking around for 100 episodes. Next week, we'll toast to that. Um, but we appreciate it. If there's a favorite episode that you have, like, tell us. And uh, Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Like, yeah. I think I'll, I'll, like, we should all choose our favorite uh, in the next one, if we, if we can. Big click energy. Just oh, yeah. On the title. Yeah. Yeah, that's that true. was my. That was the first one I titled, and I was like, "Exactly, I'm gonna do this." <laughs> um, yes. but, and also, men are trash. Oh, oh, oh that was a fun one. I like it. I like it. Um, but please share in the in the Discord or via email which one was your favorite and why. Yeah. Um, if you want to, you don't have to. No, yeah, you, you absolutely have to. <laughs> yeah. Okay, it's compulsory. Sorry. I'm sorry. Now that you've heard this, it's required. The next one won't play until you do. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Just put like ten minutes of silence at the start. No, we'll we'll make sure there is an ad in the next one to remind you of telling us no, but like a hyper localized yeah. ad uh, are you a British okay <laughs> so on that note thank you for listening uh, show notes will be at chargepodcast.com email us anytime hey at chargepodcast.com uh, discord is in the show notes Owen really means anytime so anytime 1am I'll read it <laughs> here's to the next 100 episodes yeah that's it bye bye bye, bye.